Welcome to Your Voice to the World. I'm Eddie Pinero, speaker, filmmaker, and storyteller, teaming up with Terrence McMahon, retired CEO and best-selling author. Having built multi-million dollar businesses and created lifestyle brands enjoyed by millions around the world, we've established a blueprint to do more and become more. Now we're joining forces to inspire you to share your voice and build the business and lifestyle you've always dreamed of. Welcome to Your Voice to the World. I'm Eddie Pinero. I'm Terrence McMahon. And we talk about sharing your voice. And building your business. And today we got a good one. Let's, uh, let's introduce this baby. Yovel Noah Harari's Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. This one's going to shake your world up a little bit. We love this. So we, we, last time we talked, we, we mentioned this being sort of the anchor to the previous season, but we thought it might be better to start everything off because this really is a dive into human beings, what makes them different, sort of our progression, um, you know, over the last 70,000 years or so is what this touches on. And we're like, you know what? There's stuff here. There's a foundation here for, for season two. So this is the beginning of a new chapter. Yeah, I was having a, a debate, an evolutionary debate with a friend of mine that directed me to this book. Because that's what cool kids do. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, but I started reading it and I said, wow, there's a lot of application here in the business world, and uh, especially if you're out there telling stories, uh, a lot of our first season was about stories and connecting dots, and, and I think you'll find that there is many dots to be connected um, with our, our history, our, our, you know, what we've done as human beings to be here today dominating the planet. Right. Seven and a half billion strong, I think. Yeah, a lot of time. It, a, a lot of people, uh, when they ask me for book recommendations, they're surprised that I, I like to talk about um, evolutionary psych and, and you know our the history of human beings and our evolutionary biology because um, so much of that is foundational to the decisions we make and why we do the things we do today and so some of the stuff we'll talk about here is really cool because it it's it's very how would you even say so like for example uh, one of the things he talks about is the agricultural revolution right, right? something that you know we never ever ever throughout the day think about. We just sort of grab what we need and we sit down and we eat. But he's saying, you know, at one point, we integrated into one place. Human beings gathered around, they created cities, and that ultimately changed, ev like that singular move took us on a course that we were never gonna go down. And so, for example, you, you hear that and you think, oh my God, right? This, is, this changed the trajectory of life for us. And so we're doing a lot of things today that we're not mentally prepared to do. Like our, our body hasn't caught up to the society we live in. Right. Right. So one of the reasons that I think this is so cool is because it takes, you know, a lot of the things that we take for granted mm -hmm. every day that we don't really think about. And it explains exactly why. It also explains why some of these decisions are difficult. And it's because, um, you know, he, he talks about it in terms of three revolutions, and each one is sort of a pivot that mankind wasn't ready to take. So societally, we're living in ways that our biology has not caught up to. And that presents a lot of these challenges that we see on a day-to-day -day basis. So maybe, maybe we can start by just at a high level walking them through these big three right. um, revolutions and, and then go from there. 
Yeah, first one was the cognitive revolution. 70,000. Yeah, that's, that's, that's when humans started communicating, mostly through stories, even before words existed. The, 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 the pointing and gesturing um, around story, which was made possible through the miracle of the, the campfire. It extended the day, so they could sit around and tell stories about what, what uh, was dangerous to them, how they got a win, uh, and that evolved. But they were mostly nomadic. But that cognitive revolution started to develop the brain through stories. We're wired for story uh, way more than we are wired for language. Yeah. That's, the, the narrative is so important. So those narratives made it, made, made, made it possible for the second revolution, which is the agricultural revolution. Right? Yeah. Which that's the Metonia, 12,000 years ago. Yeah. Essentially the first time we're in one place growing crops. Um, which, uh, when I say pivot, it's a huge pivot because we go from sort of a, you know, hunter gatherer nomadic, uh, being to, you know, you maintain everything you need in one place. Right. And and, and one thing that's kind of cool, each revolution creates new problems, new powers and new opportunities. Yeah. Like every single time is a massive change. People don't like to change. I don't think they like to change 12,000 years ago or 70,000 years ago or last week. Uh, but that you got to be be ahead of it on it, and uh, that that uh, that those moving parts in the revolutions create like massive, massive potential chaos, but also massive opportunity. Right. Third revolution. The third one was the industrial revolution, uh, which which ninety plus percent of the people in the world were outside of cities working in agriculture, almost uh, a fair amount, and that number flipped creating the urban proletariat, which was uh, a social class that didn't exist before. That created a lot of problems. Yeah. yeah. And, and what's interesting about those problems, this, this is what was something that I, I find mind-blowing. It's that each step along the way here, as a, as a group, we became more proficient at procreation, better at being able to, um, you know, procreate, get offspring. Um, but progressively unhappier too like you know less efficient at what we're doing but also if the goal is to spread the species um that part is a success which is interesting right you know we talk about happiness how much on this podcast you know and and so evolution certainly did not move that way procreation is definitely a happiness topic isn't it I think so. It can be. <laughs> <laughs> We've got better at it. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, that. As we as we grew in numbers, the problems got bigger. Right. And uh, the the revolutions that were created through all these three revolutions was a departure from the way we lived as humans. Right. We started living less. We moved less. We started eating the same crops, basically the same four crops. I know wheat and corn are two of them, and soy. I don't know what the fourth one. But we ate basically the same food depending on where you lived, and you didn't move a lot. And now when the Industrial Revolution came along, it started eliminating you know, a lot of, the, uh, you know, a lot of the, the daily movement. And also, uh, of course, we're, we're upon the, the technology revolution, which is next, they're, saying, they're predicting. It's the next big one. Yeah, I mean, social issues. And like, think about that. I mean, this is a... a a reintroduction of anxiety, depression, addiction, all these things that people are using uh, substances and medication to produce a feeling that their bodies can't produce on their own. These feelings, I think, in theory, are coming on by 
a departure from living in our natural habitat, right? You know, our natural diets and our natural movement. So, uh, I think uh, a good start is, and this is a, this this book talks about you know living living that way, you know, living as closely to that as possible. But and he uh, talks about another example: stagnation creates disease. Right, being in one place, you know. Right. Um, there's a lot of a lot of hurdles that are presented to us because of these decisions. But the overriding, I think, the overriding message in in every time you hear him talk, and now he's advising. I think he just told me he's advising like Facebook because he has done research on what moves mass people. You know, what moves makes a movement. You know, and it's the fact that human beings can rally around and cooperate flexibly, flexibly in large numbers. Uh, that which makes us different than other species that couldn't do that. Right. You know, like bees and, and, uh, and, and schooled animals can do it, but they can't do it flexibly. Human beings can, can, can change. You know, they can change when governments change. They can change when agricultural changes. They're very flexible. Yeah. And they can cooperate. And now we dominate the planet. The seven and a half billion people dominate the planet and every living organism on earth depends upon the decisions we make. Yeah. And that's, I, w I would say that's the central theme of the book. It's, it's why, you know, we just gave you a little foundation on those yeah. three revolutions and, and what sort of pushed us to where we are today. But ultimately, that's what we want to talk about to, to kind of, um, you know, piggyback off what Terry said. So you got, he, he describes it beautifully. He says, there's insects that cooperate in large numbers. Mm -hmm. You mentioned bees. There's no, in that situation, there's no relationship, interpersonal relationship. Like, they'll never uh, kill the queen bee and start a communist revolution in the beehive. That doesn't happen. And then you have the other side of things where you have chimpanzees that essentially only have the interpersonal relationships. Up to, you know, maybe 100 or 200 people, they can cooperate because that one-on-one, -on -one, I need to know you, you need to know me, um, is essential. Human beings are the only, only, only beings um, that can do both. Right. And it's why we're yeah. where we are. I was going to say chimpanzees don't get on airplanes and bring all their equipment to Columbia. Right. Uh, we're looking at the ocean here now to do a podcast. They won't, they'd never leave the trees they live in. I mean, they, don't, they don't have any need to unless they need food. They wouldn't move. Right. Um, and the layers that humans live in that make us most different and most dominant is that we operate in two layers. One is a objective layer, which animals and other operate on. The trees are the trees, the water is the water, food is food. That's an objective reality, but humans operate on a, a what's called, what he calls a fictional reality. Right. Uh, that's what makes governments, that's what makes religion, that's what makes uh, a monetary system. You know, it's, money is, a, is an invention. It's just a way for people to trade, and it's 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 agreed upon internationally by nearly every human on the planet. Right. It's a story. He calls that the greatest story is money. Yeah. So why are we talking about the sapien evolving over time, cooperating in large numbers around fictional realities? Because, you know, this is why Eddie and I decided to do this book is that when you're you know, all fictional reality is is a promise that's made to you by something, some organization. Like money is a promise that uh, I trust you'll pay me. It's a promise of mutual trust. Right. And religion's that, and so are corporations. You know, Apple has a promise it makes to its customers, and they buy it because there's a trust there, and it's all ra it's all rallied around a story. So if you're building your business and you're 
you're sharing your message. Your message is your promise. Your business is that mutual trust that you create. And if you look at the revolutions that, are, that have come and gone and what's happened from them, we can go to school on that. Uh, the Industrial Revolution created new social classes, which created new occupations. It eliminated a lot of occupations. Um, remember, new, new, new revolutions create new problems, new powers, and new opportunities. Right. My, my, my coaching would be is if you're looking at your message, you want to share a message, you, uh, you come up with a message that solves a very big problem. You make that promise in your, in, your, in, your, in your company's promise, your story, and you create that trust through all the avenues. That's the, that's the reason this book's important, in my opinion. Agreed. I mean, that is the biggest differentiator, the ability to create a story that people believe in mm -hmm. and, and they want to cooperate right. in, in whatever it is you're doing, your movement. And so, yeah, building that movement effectively, um, particularly in the business world, is, is the deal breaker. Big time. And, and they're, um, you know, if you look to trends, I mean, they always say trends are your friends. Yeah. I used to say that Wall Street, old Wall Street saying, like, what are the trends that you can jump on or jump away from that, you know, something's going to run you over or something you can jump on. The new trend that I'm seeing that he kind of gives us a little taste of in this book uh, and is coming is the prediction that 50% of all jobs will be eliminated through the use of artificial intelligence and what that's gonna do to people, massive displacement, massive conflict, massive um, opportunity for those that can recreate themselves on the trend and not get rolled over by it. Right, so, so connect the dots for the audience from that recreation, the need, so in the future, and, and Harari says he doesn't know exactly when, but he knows in the next 50 years things won't be the way they are now. Right. And so the most important skill set is going to be the ability to adapt and recreate oneself to keep up with these changes. So explain that with the story, like the, 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 the central thesis of this. Yeah, like, okay, we have, we have, we have a big old train coming. I mean, it, the, the prediction is artificial intelligence combined with biotech, combined with computing power, combined together can hack a human being. And the human being they hack, it could be a cyborg, it could be a, a non-organic non entity that could do the job better than people out there are doing it now. They don't call and sick, they don't show up late, they don't leave early, they don't steal. They do it perfectly every time unemotionally. Um, that is a, a big issue. And if you can recreate yourself, um, if you are in danger, of one of the of one of the uh, occupations that'll be eliminated, you know there will be no Uber drivers in 20 years. That's pretty much, and they actually have that now. They, you know they just won't release it. The Uber the Uber driver that they're testing, the the driverless car is killing less people by it save a million lives if they let that car drive. I've seen that number. Um, so I mean, artificial intelligence is going to be 10 times, 10 times bigger than the industrial Re revolution, 300 times the effect. This is going to be a massive, massive, massive uh, redeployment of the social classes. You know, people with resources are going to be seeking to enhance their own bodies, to enhance their brains, to enhance their 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 status. And those that don't and get displaced, it could be a big, t big, giant departure in social classes. Mm. So There's a big opportunity. Uh, that's one of the reasons, frankly, uh, we're so excited about doing this. Is we teach people how to create a message that can serve a lot of people that have a problem and, 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 and create trust so they can monetize it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, 
100% validates that point. Yeah, it's like, you know, and and so throughout the course of, of Sapiens, it's talking about why in our DNA we're so moved by these fictional realities, right? Like if you look at Apple as a business, for example, what is it? I mean, there's, you can walk up to maybe some of their offices that have an Apple on it, but the idea of Apple is non-existent, yet there's people so emotionally attached to it. I mean, you know, I always talk about Apple. Everyone always talks about Apple because they're so great at, at that part of what they do, the whole think different thing. Um, there's a feeling behind it. Yeah. And I always ask myself, anytime I'm creating something, anytime I'm telling a story, am I bringing that level of storytelling in communication, am I bringing that feeling uh, into what I'm doing? Uh, because if you can do that, you can effectively move people. Right. right. You can start that movement that Harari, you know, interjects into every chapter here. Yeah. I mean, people people aren't feeling well, and in, in you know, a lot of people are unhappy. I mean, 80, 70 or 80% of the people that are going to lose these jobs hate their jobs anyway. Yeah. So the, the point being is if you have a chance to recreate yourself ahead of time, you know, you, you, you'll be ahead. Uh, I was watching a, a, a video by Ty uh, Lopez. Uh, I'm in one of his masterminds. And he said that, you know, he got in first to social media. He was doing it relatively early. Um, mm -hmm. And but, but when he started doing it, maybe 20% of the world was on the Internet. It's still not even 50%. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> he says you it's get like an A even if you suck. If you get in now, you said you're still going to A for, for participation. Yeah. You know, even if you're not good at it, you're still, you're still going to do well. Right, Steve? And you're good at it. Good at what? Social you're media? Good at everything. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Steve walked on it. We were in a playground yesterday, and, and Steve had a com compulsion that he had to jump around like a golden retriever. So he's a dunker. And we went to this playground. These Colombian kids were dunking basketballs. And uh, he, he started dunking and he saw this, this short white guy jump five feet off the ground and dunk. It was awesome. Had a little too much energy. I had to get some out. It was fun to see. Yeah, but what greater, what greater platform than social media to tell a story, of make a promise to people to help them with something they're having a problem with? There's no better platform. I mean, you could capture all the different emotions and use so many different platforms to express yourself in whatever medium works best for your own message. Yeah. I mean, and talk about a fictional reality. You know what I mean? Like that whole, it's like a resume now. It defines you. Your I, social. Yeah, you, you got in early. You've been in a lot, quite a while. Yeah, about four years. Yeah, five years. Could have been earlier, but, you know. It's man, because Facebook, I remember in college, 2006 is when I made one. Right before, because there were a lot of, of right. freshmen going in. And I had no idea what it was. And I made this account and didn't, I wasn't thinking this was going to change the world in any respect, you know. But uh, looking back now, yeah. Think about, um, you know, you have a couple hundred thousand people and you're telling a story, you're making a promise to them. What, do you, what problem they, they, you know, if you re let's just kind of do a little mini workshop on your, on your, little, uh, your little big business, uh, your voice of the world or your world within. You know, you're telling a story to the world right virtually anyone mm -hmm. what problem do you think they're solved what problem do they need solved if they're coming to your channel um success i mean happiness drive being more effective uh but it's the the mental side of things so i always i always explain it as like helping them make that perspective shift 
And what promise do you think you make? Um, that if you look at the world differently, the things you'll receive will be greater than what you have now. And then, and then I guess connecting the dots to this, you know, is he, he gives one of the best explanations of currency I've ever seen. We'll talk about oh, that in a amazing. second. Yeah. But he bought, basically says currency is a story and, and it's a promise backed by mutual trust. What kind of trust do you extend to the audience as you, when, you, when you create content or make a, make a speech for someone? Um, well, I think in, in something that I've you know, always taken pride in from day one is that it's personal experience. You know, it's, it's lessons learned. So um, it's like taking a ride with me. Um, and, and these are my thoughts and my ideas that I think can help people in, in similar situations. So that's that trust relationship piece, mm -hmm. you know, um, which is important. What do you, where do you see it going with these trends coming? Where do you see people, you know, their, what, where do you see their pains tracking to? How do you see that evolving? Um, well, it's exactly what, you know, Harari talks about where the, these jobs are being eliminated piece by piece. Um, and so, that coupled with the internet where you can truly make an effective business doing anything, anything. I mean, we know a guy that makes a million dollars a year doing handstands, right? Right. I mean, any, any, any niche, anything you like, um, if you, if you're passionate about it and you have an effective strategy in place, you can build a business and live a life that's completely different than what you're used to, but it's just understanding, motivating, being inspired to take that step. Um, and so that's, that's, you know, a big part of it. Yeah. We were talking this morning at breakfast about kind of reverse engineering, um, somebody that would, would, would make their world better by creating a message. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to do something different. Like this is ultimately a lifestyle podcast. This is something we talk about, you know, living a good life, the, you know, a life of flexibility, one where you work, you know, your work and your in your lifestyle, the same thing. You can build your business around your lifestyle, not the other way around. But the first step, I thought you get, you shared a great concept on, you know, the first step in recreating yourself uh, in that world, in that ecosystem. What is it? It's convincing yourself that it's possible. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> finding the courage to dream. Yeah. Because yeah. until you do that, um, you you limit. You limit yourself. Yeah. Right. There's a, I see that a lot. Like some people talk about music. I like, I want to be a musician or I want, every time they say something that I want to do it, they always almost instantly follow up with, but I don't think I can make a living doing that. You ever right. hear me yeah. say that? Oh yeah. I said all oh, the time. Yeah. You know, trust me, if you like something, someone's selling something to that audience. You know, there's problems and shortcomings that, that you can create a message to, to serve that audience. If you like to, I mean, Steve teaches people how to jump. Don't you? But you also have expanded your offering. Yeah. So I tried to, I've taught a lot of people how to jump higher, but there's a lot that goes into it that I've learned in my own career with nutrition, um, taking care of your body and your mindset. And it's like I apply it to all aspects of my life, including this job. Yeah. So I try to help people see that it's that to try to use the dunking and the athleticism as a metaphor for what you need uh, as tools to get anything done, to achieve anything. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't think anything's possible, right? I, uh, I heard him just recently talk. I heard him talk about this concept that Google has backed a company whose mission statement is to defeat death. 
they literally are taking the concept of death and they're treating it as a, a um, he, he calls it a technical problem. Death is a technical problem. Mm. It's a failure. You know, you know, it's not, it's not some, not, it's not your time. It's, you have a, a system failure, a heart, a liver, a kidney, um, blood, whatever it is, or a disease that a system is failing. And it's, it's a technical problem. And science believes that if for every technical problem, there's a technical solution. So if Google's trying to back a company to defeat death, we can find a way to help people make money, you know, in music or in art or in uh, what speaking or dunking basketballs or doing handstands. Yeah, it's the old it's the old message. Everything's crazy until it's not. Right. You know, I guarantee you, uh, Elon Musk will, will will move us closer to people being on Mars. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and and you could even you know at a, at a at a more granular level. Your situation, my situation, you know, being in the corporate world, I, it wasn't real at first, making videos, doing speeches, um, and thinking, you know what, I can make a living off this, I can create a movement with this. It just wasn't. I had to sort of will it into reality. My favorite quote, Ryan Holiday, confidence is earned. Um, reality is carved from stone, you know. Um, so it's just once you understand what's possible, your actions support that. Things right. change. Relatively quickly, too. Yeah, I mean, communicating with, with the people that you, that you influence is so important because they're going to tell you the problems that they're having. They're going to they're gonna give you the, the feedback of what, what problems exist and you know, what they're dealing with if you're communicating with them. If you're not communicating with them, you, you could be in a, in a sphere thinking that you know what the problem is and that problem changes pretty regularly. I think the key to, the key to recreating yourself is being recreatable regularly, flexibly because then things change fast. Right. Well, get, you know, getting back to um, the book and what, why it's important. The book, the book is a testament to belief in stories, belief in the ability of, of, of creating the future in your mind and then making it a reality. Uh, because you know, Copernicus proved that the, that the earth wasn't the center of the universe. Uh, the explorers proved that the earth, you know, that the earth wasn't flat. The Wright brothers proved that man could fly. The astronauts proved they could walk on the moon. Right. And there's more. There's things we can't do yet that we will be able to do. And you got to imagine. You got to have that imagination. That's what it's about. That is why. So you know, we talked about bees. We talked about chimps. We talked about how humans can you know, are, are, can incorporate both. Why? Because of imagination. Because we have this incredible gift to will things into existence. You know, um, li like we've said, he talks, about, he talks about money, worthless piece of paper. We created that reality. Talks about uh, religion, right? We're the only group that, like, we've killed each other, not over bananas or these things that are, you know, tangible in our hands. No, it's ideas. And so you have the ability in whatever it is you're trying to do um, to create your own reality, your own movement. You can push something, will something into uh, existence that can change your business, can change your world, can change, you know, people's lives. But you got to believe it. Yeah. And you got to, you got to, you got to look ahead. I think it's that's like it. a, the 11 year olds playing soccer. That's what they always said. The kid that scores all the goals is the kid that's not with the pack. <laughs> the ball, the ball <laughs> like dribbles on, like he kicks that. it in the net. Yeah. Like what, you know who had, had it close, but it didn't work was uh, 
you know, the communist movement with Lenin and Marx. They, you know, they didn't look at all the problems from a religious perspective. They looked at it from an economic perspective. You know, they, looked, they, took, it, they took a negative environment and they looked at it positively. What, what does all this technology mean to making life better for people? Their intent was to make life better, right? They wanted to use technology, the steam engine and electricity, and to, get, to distribute products to the masses so people would live a better lives. It didn't work because the economic principles didn't they work, but the about idea human was kind of interesting. Yeah. That they, and they created an incredible story that people rallied around. A lot of people, there was wars, lots of people died um, because of that story. And there's a lot of great ways as, as the future is coming, the artificial intelligence, the biotechnology is happening, computing power is going to continue to improve, there's going to be human hacking and cyborgs and all kinds of things happening. Where can you apply your message your business to serve that changing world that's the question to ask yourself what's your story how can you tell it how can you make people believe in it um how can you make it a reality absolutely that's why that's why if you connect the dots back and you say oh i want to start a business right you and i you and i started this business from a fictional reality because i saw your life a little bit as a former executive i wanted to live that life big part of my you know your big influence on my life both of you guys are actually uh because i i used to trade units of time and dollars for uh money i gave the world part of my literally part of me and and i didn't have to do that i could you know i have i have goals i just wrote down i want to you know i want to sculpt my body more i want to sculpt my brain i want to automate my income mm. so that i can live a good life and have my business be around my lifestyle and that's that and that's a fictional reality or initially is becoming very quickly a reality started as a dream yeah. at what point and i don't i don't want to digress but at what point did you believe it like at what point were you like this can be a thing do you remember uh, he, uh, the minute i started i'd lie to myself better than anybody <laughs> <laughs> i like that. i've been oh, doing yeah. it my whole life my dad taught me that and he told me I was the best in the world. Like the very minute I started, I said, I could figure it out. Yeah. I tell you, like, I suck at a lot of things, but I'll tell you this, I will grind it out and figure it out. And, you know, I'll go to, I'll, I'll go to mines. I'll mentor people. I'll get mentors. I'll, I'll, I'll hire people to help me. Um, you know, we collaborated, did an alliance with you guys. Um, and that creates a fictional reality because uh, there's a lot of people that are saying, like, how did you do it? I, I'm sure early on people said he's nuts, he sucks on video, this and that, and I did, and I was, but how did you get to the point where you're being paid to speak, you can do business wherever you are in the world, you don't necessarily have to live in any given city, and you can make a good living, a very good living, yeah, a great living. Boom. And that's it. Now we're telling a story, creating a movement, and uh, helping people live better lives. Yeah. We're going to be rolling into... We have to roll into Encore product. This is uh, like Homo Deus, yeah. the future of humankind. And in Homo Deus, which is interesting, uh, he talks about man seeking divinity, immortality, and eternal bliss. And the departure in the social classes as these algorithms start to make jobs, make jobs uh, useless or, or, or unnecessary some jobs it's going to create a class of people that aren't unemployed they're unemployable yeah and that, the book is really cool and it's coming. terrifying and cool at the same time they get lights of fire under your ass right yeah this guy this guy these these two books have hurt, have uh have not 
it's destroyed some beliefs I've had, um, and it's created new beliefs that were hard to get through to challenge my my thinking um, about you know about about the way things are. Yeah. Yeah, you'll like it. It'll be fun. It'll be, it's, it really brings full circle where Sapiens is, you know, the background, why, and, you know, Homodeus is, all right, well, here's where we're headed. Yeah, we're just three and Sapiens rolling through Columbia three here. Three Sapiens having a podcast. Yeah. So, well, cool. Anything else? No, I think, uh, I think I, I'm waiting for Sapiens uh, to, to close out here and start our next venture into Homo Deus. Same author, Yoval Noah Harari. Can't wait. Have a good week, guys. We'll see you next, uh, next time.